this morning. Just want to uh, say thanks, everyone, for uh, your continued giving uh, this morning. Um, really appreciate everyone uh, for your support uh, of what we're doing as a church. Um, there's a number of different ways that people can do that, and um, most of that information is available um, on our website. If not, uh, just talk to us and we'll certainly... Uh, enable you to, to do whatever it is that you can to support what we're doing as a church. So I just thank you, uh, Father, for uh, all of the people's giving today. I thank you that you continue to pour out your spirit upon your people, that you touch them, fill them, and overflow them in every area of their lives. I also pray this morning for this message. I ask you, Lord, that as I speak this message, that you give me the grace to be able to speak it with uh, the anointing of your Holy Spirit upon it. And I, Father, thank you for that in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, welcome to our uh, Mission Sunday. It's uh, so good to be here and uh, sharing this, uh, what I felt like God put on my heart for everyone uh, this morning. Um, I want to give a, a quick plug for the barbecue fundraiser straight after the service. Uh, it's uh, by donation, so um, it's, it just makes it easy for everybody um, for the, the sausages uh, and the stuff that's happening there. It's a, a means of us raising some funds for that. But also want to say thank you to... Uh, FPOS is there as well, so um, cool. We've got a smelter for the gold bullion too. So um, just uh, want to uh, say thank you to the missions team for all the preparation, to Ryan and the team just done a great job in everything that they've uh, prepared for this morning. Uh, so can we give them a hand uh, just to say thank you for that. As you've already heard uh, this morning, there's some great things happen, uh, happening in, in us as a church. And I love it when a, a community of people have a heart to reach out and to offer a hand up to people who are doing it tough. <clears throat> I thank God for being in a community of believers who are generous with their money. Uh, and as a church, we are supporting a number of missionaries and ministries as well. And through our missions team, we're getting to know these ministries better and better. And that's what these whole Mission Sundays are about. Is, is about promoting the work of the ministries that we as a church support. And Mission Sunday is about us taking the gospel to the nations through Mount Barker, through Adelaide, the Adelaide Hills, via Australia, and then overseas as well. And it's, it's, what we're doing is actually what Jesus commissioned us to do, because he says in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. What I've, I've discovered is that whenever a person dies, their last words uh, take on a greater importance we tend to lean in and get closer to that person as they're slipping from one world into the next. We, we listen to their last words and their wishes. And before Jesus left this earth, his last words were the church's marching orders, which are often referred to as the Great Commission. Jesus gave this Great Commission five times between his resurrection and his ascension. He gave it once in each of the Gospels and once in the book of Acts. And uh, Jesus wanted to actually put a spotlight on the mission of the church, which is to take the gospel to the whole world and to reach the lost for Christ. And that's what we're trying to do here this morning, is to put a spotlight on Infused Church and, to, and the support that we give to some of our missions, ministries, who are reaching people and nations for Jesus. So how important is missions uh, to us? Uh, we know missions is important, probably, but we find ourselves sometimes too busy to be a part of it or we, uh, we don't think about it or it's not really the focus of our life. 
So that's what today is about for us. It's redirecting our focus towards our specific ministries that, uh, that we have as a church. And I want us to see why we as a church should even have a missions program and even ask people to sacrifice money and encourage us to give to missions. As I said a, a moment ago, after Jesus died and he rose from the dead, five times he repeated the same form of what we call the Great Commission. And it says in Mark 16, 15, uh, out of the King James Version, it says, uh, Jesus says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Let's have a look at this verse for, briefly and see what God's idea is for missions. Number one, God, uh, in, in the commission, we see the personnel, uh, the people uh, who are, are, are responsible for, who, who, who Jesus is talking to, who, who's responsible to carry out this task. It says, Go ye. Uh, this is really simple. Uh, we are the go ye. We are the ye of the go ye. Uh, and you should try saying that really fast. Uh, in other words, it's our responsibility to take the gospel to the world. Secondly, in the commission, we see the place that we are to go. It says, you know, like, go ye into all the world. So there's got to be a means of us being able to connect with our world. We've been given the task of taking the gospel into all the world. And thirdly, in the commission, we see the plan of God to do this. And we don't need to be someone who's uh, like a, a Bible theologian uh, or anything like that. Because what I love about the Word of God is it's simple. Even I get it. So... It's, it's really so. So he says to preach the gospel to every creature. In other words, to preach means to proclaim, to speak it out. Jesus says we are to proclaim the gospel to every person. So somehow, some way, God says our job as believers is to proclaim the gospel, the message of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus to every person everywhere in the world. That's the mandate on the church. It's the mandate that infused church has and to preach the gospel to everyone in the world. As we look through the early church in the book of Acts, we see how this is to be done. It's done through believers like each of us witnessing wherever we work, rest and play. It's the Mars bar approach to missions. And I so wish I had a Mars bar to give to everybody here this morning. But sadly, I licked all the chocolate off of it. <laughs> it's through, I get myself into so much trouble. I, man, that put you off your sausage right there, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's through preachers preaching the gospel in local churches, in local communities, and by churches supporting and sending missionaries to the world. And, and, and just in, in this moment here, you know, we're here talking about Mission Sunday. Uh, we're talking about like what we support as a church. But don't discount the voice of the Holy Spirit when he says to you, I'm raising you up because I'm going to send you. Don't discount that this morning. Don't think that, oh, get behind me, Satan. Nah, just open yourself to what the Holy Spirit can say in this moment. And hear his voice, because he might just be saying something to you today about raising you up, equipping you to be sent as one of the sent ones to the world. See, that's how they did it in the New Testament. 
Christians first witnessed in Jerusalem in the cradle of Christianity, then to the outlying regions where the first persecution dispersed the believers to Judea Judea and Samaria, and then to the larger area of the Middle East, and then it radiated out throughout the world when the first missionaries, even Paul and Barnabas, were sent out in Acts chapter 13. And I'm not really sure if you're aware of this, but the book of Acts has 26 chapters, with the first half of the book of Acts discussing and focusing on evangelism at home and in the nearby areas. And then the second half of the book of Acts is devoted to Paul's missionary journeys. So if the whole book of Acts is about proclaiming the gospel to every creature, and if half of it is about foreign missionaries, uh, missions, and Jesus commissioned us to go and to spread the gospel five separate times, then it stands to reason that missions is important. It is the lifeblood. It is the heartbeat, heartbeat of God's church. And it should be our heartbeat as well. And if we're going to do what God's called us to do here at Infused Church, then we've got to keep missions as a focus for what we do. We've got to keep it on the forefront of what we do. It's okay for our missions support to be on our website and on our social media pages, but missions itself must be down in the very sanctuary, the, 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 the core of our heartbeat as people. It must be something that we all see as an important mission of the church. It must be something that we take seriously enough to get involved in personally. You might not be able to go overseas and to to be a missionary to a nation, but we can pray. We can give. We can get behind them and send letters and, and encouragement to those missionaries. You know what, there's some wonderful blessings that are attached to our giving, including our giving to missions. The first one, the first blessing is, is a material blessing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says, But this I say, he that sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he that sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. See, God says if that we are a generous giver to God's kingdom, then he will bless us generously. And do we believe God's word this morning? Is that something that you know, we have a, as a core belief in our heart? That we, then why not participate in our missions program by making a monthly commitment and then watch God bless you? So, so what are you saying about that, Pastor Gay? Well, there's some, uh, this is a, a missions flyer. Uh, it's a, 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 a pledge form, for want of a better term, saying here that I'm going to pledge a certain amount to give it may be once a month, it may be you do it annually, it might be do it biannually, it might be that you do it once of. But what we're asking everybody is, let's get behind this. This is one means of us being able to do that. And if you didn't get one of these on the way in, grab one on the way out. If you didn't get one of these about their Christmas hampers on the way in, then get one on the way out. This is something we can all do. It's dead easy. Can I just say something? Just... I love you all. I know that you are generous. I know that you think about stuff that you, you want to give the best. Then give the best in this food hamper stuff as well. Okay, let's not save up our secondhand tea bags. Okay, I think our missionaries deserve better. I, I think our missionaries deserve food that's not just on the cusp of being out of date. I think that we need to think about how we can actually bless the people of our community that when they get a gift hamper, you know what? It's the best gift hamper at Christmas that they have ever received. It will touch them and it will be, leave a mark in their lives. 
And we can do this. We're a people of a generous spirit, but of a quality spirit as well. Because you know what? The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're not just on their use by, cusp of their use-by date. He gives us the best. Really, He gives us the best life. He wants us to have an overflowing life. He wants us to have an abundant life. So when I think about the gifts and the, the things that God's done for us, He didn't give us his, his like black sheep of the family. He gave us His one and only Son, the best that He had in heaven. Secondly, God's promises an eternal blessing with our giving. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and do not steal. See, every dollar given to missions adds to our treasure that's laid up for us in heaven. How does that happen, you might say? Well, it's through those who will be in heaven because of our giving. That's how we lay up treasure for ourselves. Trevor for ourselves. There's a lot of Trevors that we're getting today, right? So it's like I always think the people that hand the stuff out, I thought it was called they were steward. Because can the stewards hand out the stuff now? I thought, <laughs> old school, don't worry. <laughs> dad joke. Dad, sorry, dad joke. Yeah. This Father's Day? No. Okay. Paul teaches in Philippians that every time someone came to Christ under his ministry, not only did he get the credit for his missionary work to reach that person, but the Philippian church, the Philippians themselves, also received credit for it as well. They received an eternal blessing. And we receive an eternal blessing as well because we participate in that as well. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17, this is out of the Amplified Bible. It says, For even in Thessalonica you sent me contributions for my needs, not only once, but a second time. Not that I'm, I seek or am eager for your gift, but I do seek and am eager for the fruit which increases to your credit. There was something that they were able to participate in. There was something that happened that it was of eternal value to them as well. So as I wrap this message up this morning, I want to leave us with a challenge today. My challenge is this, to make a commitment to give financially to support our missions. These, they, like, have a look at this. Uh, gather together maybe uh, as a family uh, and talk about it. Uh, say, say as a family, gather together as a family or as a couple or, or however it is that you want to do this. Just say, Holy Spirit, how much would you want me to give into this? How, how, how often do you want me to give into this? Pray as a family. Include the children. Let them see the importance of our giving to support our missions ministries as, as a family that we do that. And like I said, be open to as well about the Holy Spirit just tapping you on the shoulder and saying to you, how about you going overseas? How about you being a part of a missions trip? How about you putting a team together to go to a specific region or location uh, around about? You know, find out uh, from people who have a heart for missions. Like, talk to some of the folks in our missions team about, you know, is there something we could do? Could we get a trip up to go to Israel? Could we get a trip up to go to to, to some of the other places that, that we need to go as a church. What, what, what could we do to be able to do that? 
and see God do something wonderful and amazing. Amen? That's, a, that's my, my, uh, my, my challenge to us this morning is what could we do? What could you do to pledge uh, 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 towards the missions? And when, when you're giving to our missions, just check out the... Uh, uh, there's a specific missions account number that you can access so that it makes Naomi's job really easy. You'll see it on the right-hand side of the screen there. It says missions account there. So uh, just have a think about that and how we can make that happen. So how about we stand and we're just going to pray for our missions today. Yeah, sure. Just before we pray. asking the Holy Spirit about whether you're to go or not, I was probably the most unmissioned person <laughs> put on this earth and everyone used to laugh at me because they said, no, I don't do missions, sorry. 1999, when we were at Morfitt Vale, um, a Chinese mission team came to the church and I was sitting there next to Steve and listening to the scene and all of a sudden this burning started in my stomach. I could barely sit and I'm just saying to Steve, I've got to go. I've got to go. Honey, I've got to go. And all through the message, I'm just saying, oh, I don't get this, but I've got to go. I've got to go. Anyway, the service finished and I was first one up and um, one of my really close friends, I just looked at her and I said, Pam, I've got to go. I've got to go. She said, go where? I said, I've got to go to China. And she just looked, you? And all my friends reacted in the same way. You? Yeah, me. 2000, I went to China on a mission team to the northwest of China to an orphanage and um, didn't really get to share Jesus with them because we were being guarded pretty much being in China. But man, were we able to love on those kids. We just had the most amazing time loving on those children in this orphanage and um, just caring for them through that 10 days that we were with them. That was all we needed to do. We didn't actually need to speak the word Jesus to them. Mm. We loved on them. Yeah. And I know 21 years later, there's some children in that group mm. that will remember me for the love yeah. and my hairy arms. I love my hairy arms. It was so funny. They just come up and stroke me. That's way was, too much information. I know. It was really funny because <laughs> they don't. And they just come up and pinch, like, pinch at me and everything. And I say, why do they keep doing that to me? They say, because you have a kind face. And they know. Yeah. I had a kind face because Jesus was in me. Yeah. And I took back to them. So good. So, so just good. encourage you. If you do feel it, just act on it. Yeah, so good. Thanks, Gina. There's been times we've shown through Operation Christmas Child the way that the children's faces light up when they receive the shoeboxes just before Christmas. I've led people to Christ and you see their face light up. They come down. I remember one particular person came down the aisle of the church and there was like a darkness. There was a heaviness over him and he wanted to receive Christ as his Lord and Saviour. God had moved upon his heart and as he, he started to pray, just repenting and saying, God, I just want to give you my life afresh. It was like this whole darkness just gone and there was a radiance and a light about him. My heart would be that you too would experience that 
same, uh, same happening as you lead people to Christ, but also maybe as we as a church support some ministries that are having direct impact in the lives of communities, in regions, in nations. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. I thank you for Ryan and the team putting together another service that focuses our attention upon our missions and what we can do. And I pray, Father, that as people make a decision about the challenge of a commitment that's financial, I pray that in that moment as they gather together as a family and they say, okay, kids, how much should we give? How much do we feel that we want to contribute? And even the children themselves saying, I want to give a, a part of my, my pocket money to support this. May it have eternal value. May it increase exponentially and go so much further in the hands of those as it reaches them than we could ever do otherwise. Father, I pray that your blessing upon the people's giving today. I pray, Lord God, that you'd even speak to people about putting together a missions team or that you put some area, some, some location, some people group on people's hearts and let it burn. Let it burn within their heart and their soul. It actually quickens them to take action, to position themselves to be effective for your kingdom purposes, whether that's to somewhere in Australia or somewhere overseas. Father, I pray that you'd touch people's hearts today. Father, I pray right now that you touch people's hearts in a great way. Move upon us all, I pray, in Jesus' name. Just while everyone's heads bowed and every eye's closed, I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I don't know everybody here, and I don't know where you are in your walk of faith. But I do know this, that Jesus died for you, that the new covenant in his shed blood and broken body was given for you so that you might have life. So if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, but today you want to say yes to Jesus, I would simply ask you to put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it, so that I know who I'm praying for today. Is there anybody here this morning you'd like to give your heart to Christ and you've never done it before? Just stick your hand up nice and tall so I can see it. No problem. Father, I pray your blessing upon the food that we're about to eat. I pray, Lord God, that you help us to enjoy not just the food, but the fellowship around the food. That we'd meet new people, we'd have new conversations, different conversations with people we've never met before. Help us to enjoy this time. Help us to be reminded of all that you're doing in our life. Father, I thank you for that in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.